As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are anchor moms. Welcome into another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. We have a fun guest with us today, Laura Mintz. Thanks so much for coming on, Laura. Oh, thank you for having me. And you are, which we don't get to do this very often, you are a local mom here in the area. (laughs) Um, You live actually not too far from where our studios are. Um, So talk to us. You have have two daughters and you have a blog, um, which is kind of how we found each other. Talk to us about your blog and what you do. So, um, yes, I have two daughters, 19 and 26, and I have been running my kind of fashion and lifestyle blog since um, 2018. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of my creative outlet, if you will. I started it back when my mom um, was undergoing some, some treatment for a disease called amyloidosis, and I was in Chapel Hill with her, and it was kind of like, my way of escaping if you will during that time when she was having a stem cell transplant and it's just kind of morphed I share a lot of fashion recipes a little bit about my life when my mom passed away I shared a lot about my grief process and so um I'm nothing if not genuine and real yeah (laughs) maybe to a fault I feel like 2018 was kind of before a lot of the, um, you know, blogging and lifestyle influencers, kind of that stuff kind of picked up. How how did you kind of get the idea for that? And, um, you know, because I feel like you you kind of came onto the scene before a lot of other folks. Well, I obviously have Instagram and social media and those kinds of things, and I've always been a lover of all things girly and fashion. And so I followed some other influencers, you know, somebody by the name of Loverly Gray, who's pretty, yes. uh, pretty mm-hmm. large scale. Yep. Yeah, I love her style. And so I thought, you know what, maybe I should do that because I'm more of a um, on a budget kind of person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I want it to look like it costs $100, but maybe it only costs 20 Right, um, And so that, that's sort of my MO and what I did. I share a lot of Amazon, super affordable kind of things. So and do you... I cook. You... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I cook a lot and share a lot of like recipes and things like that too. Probably nothing healthy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it tastes good. Well, so where mm-hmm. do you, do you like just find your own stuff? Like how do you, um, how do you kind of get started on something like that? Um, I actually did a lot of research. I'm completely self-taught. Um, you know, Google is the greatest tool on earth and YouTube. You can really learn a lot with that. 
And so I kind of did my own research, joined um, a platform called Like to Know It, which I'm sure many people yeah. have heard about mm -hmm. and know about, and got approved for that. So you can, you know, from a financial perspective, you can share links to the products you're you're talking about, and if um, your followers, you know, click on that link and purchase something, then you can receive some commission based on that. I in no way make a ton of money doing it, but I just enjoy sharing good deals and and my kind of style it's not for everybody but um you know i think everybody has to dress in the way that they enjoy and that makes them feel good personally and so that's what i try and do yeah i love it so tell us what you're currently obsessed with is there a product um, <laughs> or a show or something well you know, I'm a little upset that House of the Dragon is on a hiatus right now. Yeah. I don't know when yeah. it'll be back. <laughs> I was a huge Game of Thrones fan, um, despite the ending that I thought was terrible. And so I, I'm a little obsessed with House of the Dragon at the moment and am anxiously awaiting it to come back. I also really loved um, the Netflix show The Last Kingdom, which I thought was outstanding. If you haven't seen it, it's got some game of thrones vikings kind of vibes to it it's excellent okay um and then you know as always i'm always obsessed with all things makeup and I i'm a drugstore makeup girl nice. <laughs> nice what's your favorite brand tell us like your favorite product so i personally think that the l'oreal infallible liquid foundation is probably as good as anything on the market mm, and okay. it's you know right. 14 bucks it yeah. works for me and that's what I personally wear every day. I would, you know, I've bought expensive foundations and I think it works just as well and it's only $14. So there you go. That's sort of my, my obsession. <laughs> well, so let's get into the, some of the articles. Um, the first one is titled fulfilling, but hard what American parents say about parenting. Um, this is a study on parents, worries, concerns, all of that from Pew research. This, a study like this hadn't been done since 2015, and they talked to 4,000 parents with kids. Um, so they kind of go through what the biggest worries and concerns are um, raising kids right now. This was interesting to me because it wasn't necessarily the things that you would think would be on parents' minds. Um, but the biggest worries were children developing depression or anxiety, being bullied, being kidnapped, getting what? physically attacked. What? Yeah. Using drugs or alcohol, being shot. So that's kind of the list of what um, a lot of the concerns are. It went into a lot of detail, too, on, like, different concerns for moms, for dads, for different races, genders, ages, um, mm -hmm. socioeconomic groups. So, you know, it, it was just kind of fascinating to see what other parents' concerns are. I'm kind of a worrier by nature. Um, but I, yes, me I, too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like some of these are things that like, I don't worry about my children being kidnapped. Me neither. I thought that was, I, and I also wonder like, what are the, the statistics? Like, what are the chances of, of your kid, kid being, being kidnapped? kidnapped? Like yeah. what a, like, what an interesting, you know, worry. Like, uh, you're, you're, I mean, I don't, I'm saying this off the top of my head, so I don't have facts to back this up, but I bet I'm willing to bet that your kid is more likely to become addicted to drugs than, uh, than being kidnapped. kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So Laura, what did you, do you have a lot of these same concerns? Or well, what? What did you think? I, I think, too, that part of that is because of where we are located. I, True. I do think that, you know, being in Western North Carolina, we're a little bit sheltered from, you know, some big city worries. And you never know where 
you know, respondents to a survey like this are from. Sure. So sure. I, I don't point. necessarily worry about my child being kidnapped, but on the flip side, I will say, you know, my child's 19. And so I don't, I, I'm looking to see where she is on her phone. If she's supposed to be home and she's not home, I yeah. wonder where she is, Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is something sure. that, you know, our parents didn't have that luxury. Right, right, right. <laughs> Well, so, yeah, and as, as, as a mom of, of older kids, you know, obviously that plays a part in this as well, what, what your kids' ages are. Did you kind of notice as your daughters got older that those worries, of course, shifted, you know? Um, and was there any sort of relief that you didn't have to worry about the things that, you know, you have to worry about with toddlers anymore? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, of course. You know, you, you don't worry about you know, are they going to fall and get hurt anymore? You worry about, are they going to make a bad decision and get hurt? Yeah. (laughs) Or, um, you know, I thought it was interesting about depression and anxiety because I don't think that's something with younger children that you tend to worry about. But Mm -hmm. my daughter was, um, you know, in the 10th grade, 15, 16 years old when COVID hit. And so I feel like that in itself played a huge piece in the worry about the mental health status of children. So, you know, if the last one was done in 2015 pre COVID, I can see how that particular worry is greater now than it was then, because even though they're back in school and, you know, things are back to normal, quote unquote, the impact that I think that particular time in our country had on those children I'm not sure that we'll ever know sure how much that impacted them sure I thought this article was interesting Um, they say that um, 62% say parenting is harder than they expected and I was thinking to myself I think that is true Mm -hmm. Um, I Mm -hmm. love I actually I love being a parent or a mom more than I anticipated but I also worry I worry, and I think it is harder than I expected, but I worry about things that I would never have anticipated, you know? Like, I worry, like, is, you know, my daughter's name's River. Does she get enough emotional support? Um, Is she, like, do, is she happy in school? Is she, like, treating her friends okay? Um, I do worry about her developing depression and anxiety. I mean, I think you're right. After COVID, we've seen all these studies that even young kids, younger and younger, are having, like, suicidal thoughts and having these, you know, um, just, like, mental health issues. And it's just funny, like, when you're pregnant, you just – these are not things that are on your – that are on your mind. And maybe for a good reason because, honestly (laughs) – if you knew that you were going to worry this much, it would be very off-putting to having children, right? If you knew these were going to be – if, like, this is the stuff that was going to keep you up. And, I, and my kid's not even a teenager yet, so I can only imagine. I think the older your kids – you know, obviously, like, you have different concerns when kids are younger. And then – Of course. And then they it shifts as they get older. You're exactly right. Like, your daughter – driving like what is she, is she yeah, was she in like a feels... car accident like did she make a bad decision and is she, you know she in, in a car with somebody who you know is uh like drunk drive you know drunk driving like all of those kind of things so yeah I mean um it's funny one of the things in this article two-thirds of parents say they're doing a very good or excellent job <laughs> Wow. 66% of parents think they're doing a good job. I do not. I think if somebody asked me what kind of parent, how are you doing? I'd be like, 
probably messing it up pretty well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not confident yep. enough in my parenting abilities to say, I'm doing a pretty good job. I know. Yeah, I'm doing I excellent. Would, I would say I kind of fall in like the, what's the category there? Like the, like, I'm doing all right. Like Just some 4% say they are only fair or poor as parents. <laughs> fair. Well, that's probably, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fair. I'm like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have good days. Like some days I go to bed and I feel like I nailed it. Other days, yeah, not so much. Not so much, you know. I feel like my Uh, I I nailed it days are very few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yep. I don't know. Well, and I think it just is going to vary depending on the cycle of life that you're in too, you know. If you have a bad day at work and you take it out on your kids. Absolutely. That's a good point. You know, I mean, and I think as moms, we are probably much harder on ourselves than anyone else is. Right. Ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, mom, mom guilt is a real thing. Um, and maybe dads have guilt and I just don't know it. <laughs> right. I don't, <laughs> but, I don't, I don't think no, it's the same. <laughs> I don't think it's the same either. Cause I try to talk to this about with my husband and he's like, yeah, no, like he'll just be like, no, I'm not worried about that. And I don't feel bad about that, <laughs> which you know what? Like good you know good for like good for him because I do think a lot of mom guilt is sort of manufactured so it is and and we have to balance each other out right Right. that's true yeah somebody has to worry while nobody else you know the other person doesn't so mom's the word Katie, do you have a mums for All us right. this week? I do. And this one is sort of, it's a little generic, but I just was, I, you know, the I, I got a, um, a manicure the other week and the technician was like, um, your skin is really dry. Like your cuticles mm. are really dry. And I was like, okay, I need to like double down on my cuticle oil. Wow. Do you ladies okay. use this? I saw, is this the rolly thing that you had out the other day? Yes. I so saw it funny. I was curious about so it. Okay. I've been, so now I've been carrying, I have two of them. I carry one on, like, I have one on the anchor desk and then, like, one in my, like, I was using it in church the other day, like, during a, during, like, the sermon, and my husband was like, are you, like, really using that cuticle? <laughs> Rolling like, your are, cuticle thing <laughs> during like, the homily. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, so you can get it, like, all, I like the, if, if you're going to do it, um, I like the ones that are like travel. You can get like big old bottles full, but I recommend like the $8 one. You, I'm looking on Amazon right now and you can get them for like $10, for $7, for $6. And I, I have a couple of different brands. So like I'm equal opportunity here, but I got to tell you, they're so convenient. Um, and they, I don't know. It's just like during the winter, it makes my, it just makes it better. So just, and if you, just because I've seen Katie do it, it's, it's yeah. kind of like a roll, like a little, like it looks I have like a, a roller lip gloss, and a brush. but it's like a yes. roller, yeah. right? That mm-hmm. you just would roll over, you know, the tops of your fingernails, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Highly. Is this a product I you're aware of, Laura? I have never used one. I have never used what? one. I am aware of it, but I've yeah. never used one. I'm going to have to go to Walgreens on my lunch break today and yeah. buy one. So that I'm <laughs> well, like I said, I, and, and do like me, use it in the most inappropriate places and see and see, what, well, happens, see what happens. Of course. In the middle of a meeting. Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Yeah. While you're zooming. And make sure people can just sort of see it. Like, that's what my husband was annoyed about. What are you about. doing He's to like, your fingers? stop. Yeah. Okay, so this next article, um, are you, Karen, are you on TikTok? You're not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok, Laura? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you, Katie? 
I'm on TikTok, but I don't do I don't post anything, but I will look on TikTok. Okay. Um, I just there's too much too much to keep up with here. Um, do you so this article is talking about the it's from GMA and it's about the almond mom trend and it's make the the TikTok trend is making fun of moms. Um, and a, an almond mom refers to a mom who imparts unhealthy good beliefs slash or food beliefs. What did I say? Good, good. beliefs. Mm-hmm. Food beliefs. I'm sorry. Food beliefs. Um, and um, or, disordered. Or, or disordered um eating um to their to their kids, and so this I had I I'm not a Real Housewives person, which is surprising because it feels like I should be, but I, I do not watch the Real Housewives. But all of this stems from something, an episode a couple of years ago were ten years ago. It's yeah, been a minute. yeah. Y- Yolanda Hadid um Hadid um told Gigi, which if you you know who Gigi Hadid is, probably oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was hungry and uh Yolanda told her to like just eat a couple of almonds and like crunch them real good because she was like don't just eat real you know don't eat real food or just eat a meal like eat those almonds and so there's like a whole TikTok trend about people making fun of um of almond uh, almond moms so so I was not aware of this when it happened I I was not aware of the almond mom trend were you was this something that was on your radar Laura have you seen these um, I did not see this until actually you sent me this article to read. And yeah. I have to say, I mean, obviously the Hadids are a different kind of animal. You know, they, yes. they're, <laughs> they're like the card. They're like the card. Karen, Karen is like a, not a pop and, culture person. This is like the, yeah, I don't know like they're people. kind of similar to like, think about the Kardashians. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. Like Gigi Hadid is like a supermodel mm-hmm. and you know, they at one time were big friends with Taylor Swift yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So they date famous you know, people, fact- famous men. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the fact that she would tell her to eat an almond, of course. Like, not surprising at all. Yeah. Yeah, like, is a real mom going to do that? I don't know. But then I started reading the article and thinking about it, and I was like, you know, maybe on some level I am a little guilty of this because (laughs) I'm a bit OCD when it comes to, like, my weight, maybe. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. not, like, in a negative way, I don't think, but maybe I'm projecting in a negative way. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if, and, if I'm worried about, you know, am I going to eat a salad today or am I going to just eat and worried about my carb intake or whatever? So, yeah. and, you know, having teenage girls, having raised teenage girls, was that how tricky was that? That has been difficult. I, I will not lie. Um, it, it's been a difficult um, thing within our household specifically um, because I'm the get up every morning and work out and try and eat super healthy kind of stuff. And both of my daughters are not like on that train. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I might be like, Hey, let's get up and work out. And they're looking at me like, are you, no do you have like 12 heads? No yeah. way. We're not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that's something that you as a person have to decide is, is important to you and that you want to put in your life. And then at some point, you know, maybe they will. And if they don't, then, you know, you can't control it. You have to do what you can to raise your children and hope that it's the right thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was interesting because I was, as I was reading this, it, it talks about, you know, how, um, like this almond trend or the, you know, it's it's making fun of moms who have like some disordered eating habits. And then I know mm-hmm. what disordering, disordered 
eating is, but I, it occurred to me that other people don't. So disordered eating is like restrictive eating, compulsive eating, irregular or inflexible eating patterns. And it's this article that I read was talking about how it's like not necessarily like, you know, if you practice disordered eating, like you're like, I don't have an eating disorder, but you're kind of like floating in the same waters as somebody right, who right. has an eating disorder, mm-hmm. right? Which to mm-hmm. me – as I raise a four-year-old, like, I just, I try so very hard not to, I don't, we don't talk about, like, carbs. We don't talk about, like, you know, we don't, we don't ever, I try not to use, sometimes my husband will, like, use the word fat and, like, he'll be like, fat dad here. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast and I'm like, don't, like, no, like, don't say that because I just don't ever want her, I just think it, I don't want her to ever feel that pressure and I think it really leads to, like, very, bad places in in terms of like I guess body image body image self-esteem like I just don't ever want to go down that road but I too Karen does as well like I like to work out and I like to be fit and it'll be interesting to see whether or not River feels that same way or that is not important in her life and I think it's hard as like someone who does enjoy that kind of stuff to see somebody else not enjoy it and wonder Mm -hmm. I think it's hard not to say like why don't you want to watch your calorie intake and work out and do all of those things. I think it's a really slippery slope. And worry that like, okay, well, you know, you don't know this now at age 15, but like someday this is, could impact your health or this, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I think it's even all of us would agree, like less about the, how you look and just your overall health. And I feel like that's just something that right now is just so you want to, you want to preach that and live that for your kids, but you don't want to be pushy and saying, like, you've got to be skinny or you've got to be this weight. Um, It's just, like, a tricky – it's a tricky balance. It's just, like, everything we talk about here on the podcast. Like, where do you – exactly. Like, how do you strike the middle here, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, where's the middle here, you know? It's, like – it's really challenging. I was shocked in this article. It said eating disorders second is second to opioid mm-hmm. overdose as the deadliest mental health illness. Does not shock wow. me. Wow. Wow. Does not shock me. Yeah. Especially, by the way, as we talk about TikTok, I think that um, young people, young girls are getting on social media platforms earlier than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that has an impact on you know, stuff like disordered eating, eating disorders, um, their self-esteem, all of that. So it doesn't surprise me that it's like such a crisis in this country because it's all tied in together, right? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff Mm -hmm. is tied in together. You know, there's like 10-year-olds on TikTok. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but don't you guys think that um, since we talked earlier and we're all pretty much relatively the same age, I mean, the we have the same kind of pressures just in a different way and i would almost challenge that there's as many influencers who are not your you know teeny tiny supermodel kind of mentality as there i mean there's so many people out there that do teach self-love and accepting yourself and styling Mm -hmm. you know a plus size body or embracing your acne or whatever it may be that that we didn't see that's true at, at our that's age. interesting as teens yeah so, because when we were growing up it was only the like the noxema commercials <laughs> that you could yeah. see right there right. was nobody who had right. bad skin because you were just there, watching that you know right. there weren't um different types of models and different right. body sizes and yeah it was a lot more 
um, streamlined. And so I think you're right. That's a good point, Laura, that I hadn't thought about is that it is, thank goodness that there, that's been a change since our teenage years that we are a lot more inclusive now on the people that mm-hmm. are um, that our kids are seeing and you know being exposed to. I think people are trying to really make an effort because we have seen <laughs> how damaging this stuff can be. I think that brands are making a, a huge effort. I think influencers are making a huge effort. It's just like it, who knows like what's winning out. Like I said, when you're 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. 17, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just uh, it's definitely just so much noise so much noise and I feel like that noise wasn't there when we were kids you know it just wasn't I would there. agree with that yeah I will say this I remember my sister and I talk about this all the time is that my mom was like always she was a like a single mom worked two jobs she was always like trying to lose weight we were always eating like all this food in our house was like fat food fat free um salad dressing like mm-hmm. fat free like cottage mm-hmm. cheese like margarine instead of butter and it was like it took my husband like that's the stuff I bought like in my 20s it took my mm-hmm. husband to be like this stuff is like crap like it's full of like not real food like let's eat real butter let's eat real salad dressing like why are you doing this and I was like oh it's because like that's what I ate I didn't know that's what I ate as a kid so it just made you real and you know my mom did know back then there wasn't like this whole clean food right (laughs) you know revolution but it is interesting that like her choices impacted me without ever me ever you know Mm -hmm. realizing realizing it or Mm -hmm. questioning it so like your kids are watching you Mm -hmm. whether or not it's like subliminally or not like whether or not you're having those conversations or not you know Somebody brought totally up to me the agree. other day that I totally forgot about. You know we used to eat. I don't know if you guys did. We used to eat, and it was in my – I remember it being in my pantry as a kid. Cheese in a can. Yeah. Like cheese Whiz? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like cheese Whiz. Like it was like, you know, whipped cream that you would just spray out. Like Ugh. why mm-hmm. Why was that a thing? Like, I think it's still a thing. I think that? people still eat Cheese Whiz. Really? For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. People still do. Yeah. Really? It was just one of those things that was brought up to me, and I was like, wow, I had totally forgotten about that. And now that seems crazy. crazy. Well, because, like, again, but now we're like, oh, gosh. Like, like, what was that even made of? It was like, it like yeah. liquid cheese yeah. that you just, like, squirted I'm out of pretty, a can? I, I don't know if there is actually <laughs> cheese in Cheese Whiz, to be totally honest. But I don't right? know. Velveeta. Remember Velveeta cheese? Oof. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it's <laughs> – it's and I mean we can go down this this train forever. Sorry, right? I just had to bring yeah. that up because it came up the other day and I was like, wow, I had not thought about that in a good yeah. twenty years. Yeah. But whoa, the um the weather. Do not tell my children about. Yeah, this. on the on the morning show here at News Thirteen, mm-hmm. he's like twenty six. He like loves cheese whiz. That's how I know it's so like really? He's like cheese whiz, right? That's like a cheese. Like no, Ryan. Where you would I like just like your yeah. like siblings would like just spray yeah. it straight into your mouth. No, that didn't happen. For oh, me. we did that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like for you're like forget the saltines. Let's just like go right for the good stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Um, so besides Cheese Whiz, um, Laura, do you have a win for us? Do you have any sort of victory that we can celebrate here? 
win of the week? Oh, let's see. Well, I got my insurance license. Nice. Oh, that's exciting. That is a huge achievement for me because I started a new career, basically. After being somewhere for 21 years, I started a new career. Wow. Um, So what does that mean for you? So, (laughs) well, so I will be, um, technically I could sell insurance. I'm not really the producer at, at our agency, but I'm assisting with like employee benefits and things like that. And so it's hard to go back to school and like yeah, it wasn't technically absolutely. school, but it was just like a course, but like all this pressure to pass a, an exam. And I was like, gosh, now I know how my kids feel, when yeah. they're best, you know, like oh, <clears throat> the pressure and the nervousness. And I didn't really have that when I was in school. Not that I remember, but now going back, I was like, wow, that's a big deal to like pass a test. It's not really right. to the average person, but to me it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's huge. That's awesome. And so you have this new job and you love it so far? Absolutely. It's fantastic. I'm very happy. Good. And you're still going to keep doing the blogging on the side? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For sure. And if people want to go to your blog and and see it and and your Instagram handle as well, can you let folks know? Absolutely. So my blog is just Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Mintz, M-I-N-T-Z, dot com. Pretty easy. LauraMintz.com. Okay. And my Instagram is at LauraMintzBlog. Nice. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on. It was lovely to chat with you. Um, yes, you guys and well. best of luck in your new career. And um, yeah, hope everyone at home has a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. Right, have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening.